Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Reboot Season 1, Episode 19, Compass. The original air date for this episode is March 31st, 2017. It was directed by Christine Moore, who has a lot of television credits, and she will come back for the finale of this season. Um... Good news, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Good news, everyone. Good news, everyone. Uh, We have a season two coming, so I don't know how many episodes the season two order is. I'm assuming it's got to be. It's either 13 or 22. Yeah, they say like they would start with with 13. See how it goes. Um, I'm hoping that they'll drop the tool references for something different. But that uh, would be neat. Because I feel like they're stretching. Yeah. Bit. Sometimes, like, okay, compass works, but uh, cigar cutter. Yeah, that's our finale. That that I don't I don't agree that that's a survival tool. Or a Victorinox tool. I mean, I guess it probably is technically. Yeah, I'm sure that they make them. Yeah. But it seems like not something MacGyver would need, since mm-hmm. even the previous incarnation of MacGyver would never have smoked. Um, With the exception of using it to identify. Uh, that's not. Yeah, he stole a whole pack of cigarettes off of Danny yeah. Elkar in the pilot of the original series. Yep. Um, but he would never use a cigar cutter, except to cut off fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, one at a time. One at a time. So yeah, so that'll probably be starting, I'm guessing, towards the end of September of this year. Um, and the ratings have been pretty solid Yeah. Uh, over the course of the season, so I'm not surprised they brought it back. I'm hoping it gets a, a budget bump and we start to see uh, some more recognizable faces in the like one-off characters. Mm-hmm. Well, it certainly up the music budget for this episode. Yeah. I feel like even even the cast was better for this one. I mean, we had at least two actors whose work I was familiar with. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the last time that happened was I think the uh, Ugly Duckling remake, with uh, with um, what's the Hawaii Five O characters. <laughs> no, the the guy from uh, Mallrats and the guy from uh, uh, Home Alone were both in the same episode. Guy from Mallrats. Yeah, Which guy from Mallrats. London. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot that he was in that. Yeah, barely. It was in, like, a scene and a half. But, um, yeah, so hopefully we do get uh, more of that kind of stuff going yeah. on. We also, uh, the writer in this episode, you may have heard his name before, Lee David Slodoff, um, he actually, I think he wrote an episode before. I think it was that last episode I was just talking about where MacGyver smoked some cigarettes, which is the pilot of the original yeah. series. Um I don't know that he stayed on, like, the writing staff much beyond the first episode. I know he gets a... Uh, created by credit right, in every episode. Right, right. But I don't think he actually was involved in the writing of the original series beyond that, that pilot episode. But um, it looks like he wrote this one, and this was a very funny episode. Yeah. I feel like the uh, the banter between uh, Mac and Jack was hilarious. Mm. Uh, probably funnier than usual. And uh, Yeah, Jack was really on his game. Yeah, it was, uh, it was good stuff. So there was like a lot of those, like his one-liners, his little quips about stuff and this is kind of a repurposing of a plot from the original series but why don't we describe this particular episode in brief well in this episode macgyver returns uh to mit not to his home but to mit uh because a uh, student there a postgrad student who he uh, had a long time crush with and hasn't seen in a while was killed in an accident right and he's there to uh attend the funeral and we start uh this time our opening gambit is uh Mac and Jack are in a trash compactor. Mm-hmm. That almost rhymed. 
Mac and Jacker in a trash compactor. <laughs> and, uh, Mac and Jacker. There you go. There you go. Yeah, He's kind of. Um, and uh, it's compacting. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem to have a lot of trash in it. Yeah, it's 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 mostly empty. I we don't really know why it started compacting. Yeah, since it, apparently the people outside this trash compactor don't know they're in there. Yeah, but it, they're looking for them. Yeah, and it just it's just kind of stopped yeah. in the middle of the road. Also, for some reason, they felt the need to show CG gearing and and mechanisms when yeah. you can just if they've already got the garbage truck, which they did for the scene. You could just shoot the stuff there. Yeah, you could just show. Probably not as interesting looking as, as these CG elements, though. I don't know. I think. It makes more sense. Sure, it makes e- more even, sense, but uh, even the um, this is television, even the the was it the night and shadow or light and shadow episode with Jack? Yeah, what was that episode called? Was it Jack Jack of no, it wasn't Jack it was of Spies. Spies. Was it Jack of Spies? Yeah, yeah, it was the second one. Yeah, even that had a garbage truck scene. Yeah, and I think they were just showing and it was kind the of mechanisms. the same thing because they were getting compacted, and then MacGyver had to like flip a switch on the outside of the truck, right, right, to reverse it, and then all the trash got dumped in the street while the truck was driving. So in this scene, they uh, are making a lot of Star Wars references. A lot of Star Wars references. And Jack starts uh, referring to the team as individual members of the characters. Right. Uh, so like he, he calls He's just uh, Riley R2-D2 R2. because yeah. uh, she needs to like – they ask her to do a lot like of things. I did like her starter line. The first line that she says after he calls her R2 yeah. is, I thought I told you not to call me that. Like, <laughs> like he's tried that before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're like, "Can you hack this garbage truck?" And she's like, "No, that's like no, it's a like a 1970s era garbage yeah, garbage truck. It's not connected to the internet." Yeah, like I can get a slow jack maybe, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, then, then can you create a distraction? He's like, she goes, "Touch, touch, 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 touch." Yeah, okay, something's gonna explode now. It's like, what? What? Where, what did we you don't do? even know where we are. We have no establishment she's just of where we are. Instant messaging bombs all over yeah. this facility. She just dropped her mixtape. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good. I'm spitting hot fire all the way over there. Uh, so in the trash compactor, once they're waiting for the distractions so they can hop out, but first they need to get out. And what MacGyver, uh, plans to do is to take a piece of pipe, shove his Swiss army knife, and then try to puncture one of the rivets, which would be, I guess, the weak point. Yeah. And he's also assuming that the rivets are there to hold the hydraulic mechanism to the wall. Mm -hmm. And so that by punching a hole in this wall, he would be destroying the hydraulic mechanism. Right. So, uh, you know, they, they wait for the, com- the compactor wall to reach the pipe, yeah. puncture it, but at the same time, the wall collapses the pipe and it snaps real hard and hits Jack right in that wrist. Yeah. Uh, it was actually, I mean, I, the, the, the pipe was CG, I think, yeah, at that was. point, but it, it still, it was like, I believed it. Yeah. When, when it happened, I believed it. I didn't and, think it would hurt as bad as he made it look, because it actually doesn't look like it connected with his hand the way it mm-hmm. bent. It looked like it bent away from him. Which it seemed like it should have bent toward him if they yeah, wanted yeah. to imply that it actually broke his wrist. Uh, so uh, there's an explosion somehow. Yeah. And well, the puncture we should say goes through the rivet, and there's it's just leaking fluid. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, which yeah, and that's the hydraulics. So right. So now there's no the pressure behind the line that's that's supposed to be compacting them, so the wall right, just right. stops. Uh, they still have to get out. Right. But now the distraction is gone, so they can. Riley and Bozer presumably can run down there. Mm-hmm. Why Bozer was in the field, I do not know. In case they needed someone to make a fake nose. Yeah. Uh, once again, Bozer is out of his element. Yeah. Uh, was not required for this mission. Nope. Apparently. Or we don't know, because this is an opening gambit. And as he's running down the hillside toward them, now that they've stopped the garbage truck, mm-hmm. he's 
trying to call dibs on a Star Wars character. Yeah. I feel like here he's saying that he wants to be Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... Which makes uh, no sense. M- MacGyver's been declared to be C-3PO because he keeps, like, explaining things and then the odds of such and such. and Right. Uh, so we have the opening sequence, and I really liked the, the next couple of lines because Weber is like complaining about what happened and that Jack got injured. Yeah. And she says, even though you managed to require the stolen data tapes. Yeah. And I was like, yes. More Star Wars references. <laughs> that, 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 that closed it though. Just that, like, driving that me was crazy. The button. That was the button on the Star Wars jokes. Sure. And it was perfect because it was played off so, so casual. Yeah. And if you don't know the joke, like if you don't know, that's so it's just great. Yeah. I liked it. And um, they stopped there. Just kidding, it goes no, for the no, whole rest they, of the episode. They, they make another couple. but uh, So she's upset that Jack got hurt. Yeah, she's, they, they did their mission, everything was successful, and she's furious at them because Jack yeah. hurt his arm. Yeah, basically. Because he was unaware of the concept of normal with regards to Versus geometry. perpendicular. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so she's thinking about pairing MacGyver up with a new partner. So normal in physics means perpendicular, and he said normal, and Jack misunderstood, and so he held the pipe wrong, so mm-hmm. that it hurt him. But does she think that Jack knows the word perpendicular? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he would have been in the same problem. I, I feel like even if the pipe had been to the normal, I don't know. it still would have eventually given way. Yeah. Like, you couldn't... These trash com- First of all, these trash compactor walls are usually slanted, Yeah. Uh, so that... When the lid opens, things can tumble out. So there'd be almost no way to have that pipe angled perfectly in such a way that... It, it would actually puncture straight into the wall. Correct. And even if it was going to do that, he wouldn't have needed the Victorinox, really. Because yeah. if he just put the pipe in there and they'd held it at the right angle, it would have pushed the pipe through the wall. Correct. Um, but yeah. But Jack's knowledge is very fluid. Sometimes he knows the names of... of uh, of the lesser characters of the Star Wars franchise, and other times he calls it that space movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's uh, it's hard to say whether or not he would know what the word perpendicular meant. So in the middle of the meeting, in which Weber is getting ready to assign MacGyver a new partner, MacGyver gets a phone call, and he just up and leaves the room. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's Frankie, and he gets up and walks out. And immediately we think, Frankie, on this show, that's definitely a girl's name. <laughs> yeah. Because there has not been a female character that had... A female name on the whole show. His ex-girlfriend's name is Nick. His boss's names have been Pat and Matt. Mm-hmm. And now Frankie's calling. Yep. But it's not Frankie. It's someone calling on Frankie's phone. Yes. Uh, I think it's I think it's Schmitty or Smitty. Smitty, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Smitty. Uh, Schmitty is copyrighted by the new girl. <laughs> Schmidt happens. Schmidt's Creek. That's a different show. Uh, it's not Schmidt. <laughs> Smitty is like uh, one of the names that uh, Tim Robbins gives to Jennifer Jason Lee. He's like, you know, she's one of those fast-talking career gals and probably has a, a guy she hangs around with, like uh, like the office big mouth, like Joey or uh, Smitty or Smoocher. It's like, Smitty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Hudsucker Proxy. Because so. <laughs> uh, there aren't many New Year's uh, Day New Year's Eve, New Year's Day movies. I think you're forgetting the classic New Year's Day. No. Directed by that guy that directs holiday movies. 
Gary Marshall? Yeah. <laughs> that was his third in a row, wasn't it? I think or so. No, the first one was... He did Valentine's Day. He did Valentine's Day, and then he did New Year's Day, and then he did Mother's Day. Mm. New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve. Yeah. Oh, sorry, producer Jess is saying <laughs> that... Uh, She's calling us from the booth. <laughs> is saying that it's called New Year's Eve. You should be here all the time, sweetie. <laughs> to correct you guys? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I guess when Harry Masali might be in that one. That's not technically a holiday, mm. though. But... <laughs> What are we talking about now? <laughs> New Year's Eve themed movies. Yeah, no, that's definitely one. Yeah, that's where it ends, right? They're doing the countdown. What about 200 cigarettes? Everyone's favorite. That's definitely okay. a New Year's movie. Is it? I've never seen it. Yeah, it takes place on New Year's. Oh. You, you've never seen 200 cigarettes? Oh, I, st- I apologize on behalf of my co host. I correction, I have seen 200 cigarettes, but I have not seen the film ah, titled ah, 200 Cigarettes. Jenny Garofalo? Confirmed. Okay. We, we're getting a confirmation from the booth. <laughs> don't call her that <laughs> well she did kill a guy named Lincoln once <laughs> so the call from Frankie isn't from Frankie right it's from it's Smitty, from Smitty who has who recovered her her phone partially and incinerated phone from a lab a lab fire and also bypassed her security even though because she's hyper paranoid so she has really easily yeah removed security just Smitty knows. Yeah, and uh, maybe he's in charge of like deleting all of her porn after she dies, and so he had to know the password to like, the phone. It's like, and why, why, why doesn't Smitty just call MacGyver on his own phone? Right. Also, why is she keeping porn on her phone? Yeah. Like it's 2017. That stuff's on the internet now. Don't anyway. download it. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Why would you call someone who died, someone from someone's phone, from someone who died? Yeah. Because then. Weird. Because like, oh. they're going to think it's that person calling. And yeah. they're like, and then you hey, say, not only is it not them, but that person is no longer. <laughs> yeah. This person who you thought it was good, you might want to remove their number. Surprise. Yeah, no, I'm on her phone. She she died. <laughs> she died. I'm sorry. I'm calling everybody. Just realizing how <laughs> uh, inappropriate it is for everyone to have to see her face while they're getting this news. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm running up a hell of a lot of minutes. Yeah. Her parents are going to be That's very like, upset when they get she the She has bill. T-Mobile, so I'm just letting people know on her phone. <laughs> <laughs> Unlimited data. It's fantastic, It's wonderful. This is incredible. I've been Netflixing it up all day. They don't throttle. But, uh, yeah, so the funeral is uh, in about six hours. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can make it up here. She died last night. They have this weird rule here. In Boston? <laughs> they have to bury they people have to bury them. the next day. Um, so if you'll recall, the last time one of MacGyver's girlfriends was incinerated was in season one, episode thirteen, Flames mm-hmm. End. Yeah, when his uh, ex, who worked at a nuclear facility, uh, died in a car bombing, and the police told him at the scene before they had taken the body out of the car yeah. that her funeral would be the following morning, <laughs> <laughs> and that none of her extended family could make it because they couldn't get there in time because <laughs> it's the next morning. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so uh, even though he left the meeting to take a phone call, which is rude, one. Yeah, and then also, they all follow him out, which is rude of them. Yeah. To just listen, like, to eavesdrop on his conversation. Um, Maddie Weber gives them full, she gives them leave to go. Yeah, she's like, oh, you're sad. Everybody can go home. Yeah. Everyone we'll go save home. the world tomorrow. <laughs> Everything's on hold. Everyone stop thinking. We'll thing. get these rebels from Kerplekistan tomorrow. Uh, so Mac flies into Boston, 
and waiting for him there is Jack, of course. Right. Dressed as a chauffeur. Uh, is that how it's pronounced? Chauffeur. I always said sofa. Chauffeur. <laughs> uh, and uh, he's got his arm in a sling because it's still broken. Right. And uh, <laughs> he's holding up a sign that said MacGyver, but I thought it would be really funny if he had like misspelled it. Yeah. And, I agree. <laughs> and and <laughs> like MacGyver would be like, really? Just like, really? He's like, what? Did I not spell it right? MacGyver. <laughs> But he can even make a joke like, look, I only got one hand. It wasn't easy. Yeah. <laughs> look how legible this is. You write your name with one hand. <laughs> I write you... my name with one hand every day. Yeah. Aren't you right-handed, Jack? It should have been really easy. Your right <laughs> hand is fine. But I like to rest my other hand on my head while I'm writing, like I'm in thought. Mm. That's how I do things. It makes me look smarter. Uh, meanwhile, we have a terrible subplot of Bozer uh, and Riley continuing to try to have the relationship yeah, um, and I don't get that whole subplot because they made it very clear that they were in a relationship. Yeah, for a few episodes. For a few episodes. But they never broke up or anything. She just suddenly started dating another guy. I I don't think it was official. What <laughs> wasn't the whole point of it that they were trying to trick? Because she was on parole, like wasn't mm. it to trick her parole officer into right. thinking she was in a stable relationship? Well, or she's like... just going to those meetings now with the Hawaiian guy. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, they, <laughs> I have a they, new boyfriend. They kind of dropped that pretty quickly. Um, probably because she works for the government and they can just make those things go away. Like they should have before she ever went to a parole yeah. officer. Uh, so she's still texting and giddy about texting Calais from, in Hawaii. Right. So uh, Who we probably won't see again. I don't know. Season two. Season well, I, two. I'm pretty sure they shot that episode in Hawaii. Yeah. So they probably cast it locally. So unless they go back to Hawaii, I don't think we'll see that actor again. No, we're going back. Okay. We're going back. I predict it. All right. That, that, is, that is a Richard Wells prediction. Lenkoff, you got to make another crossover happen. Yep. This time you got to work uh, your leads into it, not the backup team. <laughs> we want Alex, and we want uh, James Kahn's kid, whatever yeah. his name is. Scott. There you go. Scott Kahn. Yeah. Was that really? That's it, right? Pretty sure. Yeah, okay. I was corrected on our <laughs> Facebook page when I said that I thought Daniel Day Kim was the secondary lead of the show, and he's actually the tertiary lead, because Scott Kahn is the secondary yeah. character. Why doesn't he have a kid named King? That would just be like the first King name out of the Khan? game. King Kahn? No. How about Ling? <laughs> Ling Kahn? <laughs> That's just bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> I had to hear you say it. This is what the podcast sounds like, sweetie. <laughs> she, my wife has never listened to a single episode. So she cannot control her laughter over there. She's going to download all of this tomorrow. She goes, this, this sounds like a hit. Deal me in. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So uh, at the funeral, uh, there, you know, the, uh, we get a returning actor. Turning MacGyver actor, Francois Chow. Right. Uh, this is when I was going over his credits. I noticed that he was Shredder <laughs> in Terminator 2: Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> more importantly. No, that's the more, most important one. And I was like, wait a minute, is this the third Shredder? Because I know we had two Shredders on the original series. Because was it James Saito was James in Saito, uh, season one, episode two, The mm -hmm. Golden Triangle, as like one of the villagers at the opium farm. Yeah, he, he was like the villager with the, the love interest, but right. never we never got closure on but him. But he like teamed up with MacGyver to build all the traps and everything. Mm -hmm. And then 
the second shredder that we had on the original series was actually Francois Chow here, who yeah. uh, was one of the bad guys in the Colton's pilot episode. Um, and then I guess he did some other TV shows. Yeah, yeah, he was on Lost. Thank you. So if anybody's heard of that. Yeah, Lost. Dr. Marvin Candle, uh, Marvin which is Candle. not his real name. He looks like name. a candle, doesn't he? <laughs> the wax version of him does later in the episode. <laughs> You're an the- idiot. <laughs> That's not there, there's a wax version of him. No, I get it. I get the joke. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, it's gonna be really funny, everyone, when, you, when, you, when we get <laughs> when to we it. When we get there, it's definitely not wax. I can tell you that. <laughs> You're whack. No. What? no. Wax? Nope. I'm Next. Little, I'm a little punch drunk. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so while they're at the uh, funeral, they meet up with Smitty, and he thanks him for inappropriately calling him on Frankie's phone. Yeah. And while they're standing around... And Jack, Shredder's giving the eulogy, right? Yeah, Shredder's giving the eulogy. Yeah. Uh, and we don't know who he is. Just some guy giving the eulogy right. at this point. Yeah. Um, and uh, they happen to notice that uh, a gentleman is snapping photos of people with his smartphone. Yeah, Jack notices that going on. But yeah. just, just before Jack mentions it, Smitty is telling him that uh, it things have been crazy because this happened right after... A professor they had in yeah, common was doc- killed in a car accident. Doctor V, they call him. Right. Uh, he was killed. Uh, he went off an icy road and crashed into a tree. Which is the same thing that happens at the beginning of uh, the Flames End episode. Basically, MacGyver's girlfriend is at work at a nuclear facility, and she mm-hmm. gets a phone call that her boss, who just left the office, died in the car accident, leaving yeah. the the building. I don't know who that was calling her or who's in charge of calling people uh, and uh, just well, saying, "Hey, I, your boss died." Yeah. Uh, but then, uh, and then she, quote unquote, died the next day. Yeah, because and she also hid the evidence right. that people were after because she was afraid that that her boss was killed, mm-hmm. not not actually uh, accidentally. Yeah. So Jack tries to con- Jack and Matt confront the guy, and the guy just full on just hits Jack right in the broken arm. Yeah. That 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 you hurt. hear it break again. Yeah. It. Uh, it it got me. That that made me kind of cringe. But Jack was at least able to swat the phone out of his hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, MacGyver runs outside and just says, oh, "Well, I guess he knows the campus better than I do because he literally disappeared." It's like and that is explained away later because it turns out it's a student. Yeah. At the campus, but so was MacGyver. So yeah. Also, what what did he do? Did he just like friggin' Altair it and just sit on a bench with other students and no one saw him? Or did he? Like borrow some Foot Clan moves from Shredder and just toss oh, a smoke okay. bomb. <laughs> Why did I collect all these bells while I was in the smoke? <laughs> well, you can join now. Yeah, that guy was also in a MacGyver. Yeah, episode. we had him too. That's great. I love MacGyver. Uh, so they find out that he was taking photos of everyone at the uh, at the funeral, and right. but also had taken photos of the lab burning. Right. Which the lab wasn't actually on the campus. It was off campus at her house, apparently, in, a, yeah. in a, like a garage or detached structure on the yeah. house, on the property. And so MacGyver heads in there, and uh, while he's looking around, Jack's reading off the arson report. And uh, MacGyver already immediately disagrees with the report because he says the fire didn't start there, it started here. And But it th- also confuses me that the report makes specific mention of the remains. Yeah. When there were no remains. Well, I, I think that's what the report says, that the remains were. But it just says that the victim was was 
uh, three feet from the wall over here, and it's like, how do you know that? What, oh, what are you basing true. that on? That there was there was no victim, there was no remains. I don't mm. know why you assume that someone died in this fire because there was nothing here. Maybe she left like a lab coat or something. <laughs> Just the body was burned completely away. All that was left was a lab coat. Hey, those lab coats are indestructible. Well, That's if it's wrapped them. around a person, then the person wouldn't be burnt to a complete it evaporation. Cooks you inside like a like tinfoil. Yeah, but then you're tender and juicy. Seals in the flavor. Yeah. Anyway. That's what lab coats are for, sealing in the flavor, in case of a lab fire. <laughs> in case you wondered. All, all they found was that everything that was concealed within the lab coat and what was behind the goggles. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> just, just two sterling eyes. <laughs> With a look of terror. <laughs> Absolute terror. <laughs> um, but yeah, so MacGyver's picking around, and uh, he digs up a little uh, microwave. Yeah, but they had a the lab just for sausages or something. I don't yeah. know. And a, <laughs> Specifically what does he for call sausages. It? <laughs> a spectrometer. A spectrometer. Oh, it's yeah. not a spectrometer. It looks like a, it looks like a little toaster oven. Yeah. What does a spectrometer look like, Pat? Spectrometer. That's what Egon's using in the uh, library. I think <laughs> it's got arms on it that wave around. That, that's a. That's it's a for PKE. finding ghosts. PKE valence. Mm-hmm. Who knows. Who can say for certain yeah. that a spectrometer isn't used for finding ghosts? Anyway, <laughs> um, he notices that there's a chip in there. Yeah, and says it's a detonator. Right. So uh, I pointed out immediately that uh, I thought it was, well, it's pretty shoddy work of this investigation team to not notice something that's right there. Yeah. But then uh, MacGyver even points it out. That, so uh, the writers are off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's weird that they didn't find this. Oh, good. Somebody mentioned it. Yeah, good. Now it's not a plot hole anymore. Yeah, now, now it's perfectly seamless. <laughs> they were just lazy. <laughs> you know the Boston police? Oh, wait, no, I shouldn't. <laughs> Cut that yeah, out. Yeah, we're going to disappear <laughs> next time we when we take our show on the road. It's not my fault, Boston police. This is, we this just is get the writers. In the middle of our Boston show. <laughs> they, they, they wrote you this way, not us. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Frankie apparently, at least from what MacGyver can remember, was working on DNA research, uh, specifically like recovering DNA mm. samples from destroyed, yeah. uh, tissue, which could be worth a lot of money according to which MacGyver thinks that that's what this is about. Right. Uh, so they happen to be looking around and they see that there's a new lock put on the door and, uh, some... A camera, but not facing to the door, but away, like getting the surrounding area around the house. I thought that was weird, because like there's even fire damage all up the side of the house mm -hmm. and up the door, and it's like you wouldn't be able to tell that that was a new camera if it had been through a lab fire. Well, it was all cooked over. Like, how do you know that's a new camera? Well, I guess yeah, you wouldn't. But the fact that there is a camera. Yeah. What gave them moment to pause and consider? Well, she was clear, clearly worried about her security. I guess. Um, and the, and the more incriminating part of it is that it's pointed at the street and not at the house. Yeah. Also, um, why didn't she check the footage? Because she forgot. <laughs> he says something about it later. He says, "Oh, that was dumb. You should have checked the footage." Oh, you're right. No, he doesn't say that. But that wouldn't uh, excuse it away either. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, because she has access to the internet. Yeah. There's 
and she knew spoiler alert because well yeah we'll uh, we'll get into spoilers in a minute but basically she had opportunity to check the footage right and she didn't so yeah uh macgyver then goes into a long story also when when they look at the footage isn't it stuff in her lab well that's footage from her like personal diary Oh, okay uh which which i was just about to say that they macgyver notices that in her garden outside there is a little plant all the plant species have their names except for one that has a mobius strip right which earlier in the episode he had made one uh out of a paper clip and a piece of paper yeah and said that it was something she would recognize yeah but I also don't understand, like, that's a really bad way to label where your flash drive is. Because in the off chance that someone's looking for a flash drive in this yeah. garden, they'd be like, name of a plant, name of a plant, drawing of a Mobius strip. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to dig this one up. Well, at least Unless there's infinity buried here. Yeah. It just keeps, like, pulling out, like, a like, scarf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this was to take it forever to plant. Or, or even worse, like, it's like a... Like they're worried about like bomb def- bombs on the site, so they have a bomb defusing robot, and it just sees the Mobius strip and just can't yeah, process, can't process what's there. Uh, but yeah, he he uh, digs it up, and there's a flash drive connected mm-hmm. to it. So they watch all the videos on this flash drive. And uh, yeah, so one of them contains a diary entry where she says that she's worried about someone coming after her, that she thinks someone killed her professor, and if she's found dead, it's not an accident that someone killed her. But okay, so the implication here is that. Every time she wants to record a diary entry, she has to go dig up this flash drive mm-hmm. and then rebury it after the diary entry. Yes. And she's hoping that no one finds it. Yeah. And yet, the diary entry is her saying, please, if, if I die find, in a, yeah, in a mysterious fire, avenge my death. It's like... If you find this. Why did you hide this if you wanted to tell people? Like, why didn't you go, why didn't you go around in your daily life and tell people this? Why didn't you tell Smitty yeah. this in person? Yep. Why did you record yourself saying it into a camera in your lab and then bury it so no one would find it? But that's what happens. <laughs> that's what happens. Uh, so they uh, – I can't remember exactly how they found where she was or where this information they, – They get in touch with Riley who says that she wasn't able to find out the uh, IP address mm-hmm. – um, that they were trying to send the pictures from the funeral to, but she says she was able to find an, uh, an active like physical address mm-hmm. that uh, it's one of the that abandoned was, buildings. That was the last time anyone logged into this email. They logged in from this abandoned building, mm-hmm. and so they go to this building, and MacGyver recognizes like, oh well, you know, we used to sneak in here all the time w- yeah. when I was going to school here. And uh, they they check a door, and Jack immediately notices that it's rigged. Right. With a tripwire that would uh, auto-dial a phone to let someone on the other end know yeah. that someone's been through there. Uh, so they, they see a hidden figure running around the, the hallways, and they, right. they tackle them and reveal that it is, in fact, Frankie still alive. It's not Octavia Spencer. It's a mm. different hidden figure. Yep. Also, though, doing science. Right. And a woman. Yes. So, yeah, bravo. <laughs> Bravo, women. Science women. Swimming. That's what they call it. <laughs> anyway, so they tackle her to the ground and mm-hmm. beat her senseless. <laughs> oh, wait, it's Frankie. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, geez. Maybe you shouldn't have been running around in a cloak. <laughs> a cloak. 
makes her sound like Hermione or something. <laughs> she just has a hood on or something. <laughs> pretty sure it was a This cloak. isn't Hogwarts. This is MIT. <laughs> they have a cloak room. I'm sure of it. That's probably true, actually. But yeah, so they find out, surprise, surprise, the girlfriend's still alive. Yeah. Just like in Flames End, Just like kind in of. Flames End. Like Urkel. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is that a reference to? <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Simpsons reference. It's like <laughs> the alien it came down and it had a oh, soothing yeah. voice. Like Urkel. <laughs> and it appears every Friday night. Like, like Urkel. <laughs> is the alien carbon-based or silicon-based? Uh, that would have to be the second one. Xylophone. No more questions. <laughs> Were you up on my roof stealing my weather vane? This interview is over. <laughs> weather falls down. <laughs> uh, Simpsons. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's on, I think, yeah. Fox. And it's pretty funny. Uh, I think it's on the FXX now. Oh, is it now? Yeah. Original episodes are? I think so. Oh, wow. I think that's like their whole, that's like pretty much like 90% of their content. They're just trying to get everything content. off of their channel. Stop uh, watching Fox. We're trying uh, to inform the president. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't for you. This is for him. <laughs> the uh, shows you like are on FXX now. Yeah, exactly. They've, they've moved everything, everything to FXX. Which I don't, and actually, FX. some of them are on FXXX, <laughs> which is their newest channel. It's just porn. Because <laughs> <laughs> of the three X's. Right. Uh, or or it's really powerful moonshine. Yeah. I get confused as to which. That's all it's about. Uh, so Frankie tells them the story. She had been working on a way to reconstruct damaged DNA sequences from crime scenes. Right. And... She had been working with the police on cold cases, uh, mostly just using it as a control group. Right. Like these cases either that had been solved and they still had the evidence, and so she was able she to see She can verify if, the yeah, DNA. is working. Um, she should be in touch with like the Innocence Project and helping get people off of death row that had nothing to do with crimes. Yeah, that's true. But I also don't think that the police would hold on to material that was so damaged that every scientific method they had to well, determine the DNA of the blood, would they still have that? Or would yeah, they just if it's say, a murder... And and the case is still ongoing, I guess, or, yeah. or if it's in trial, uh, I would say yeah. Because it seemed like the one that she was given specifically was a cold case that they had done every possible test on. Well, that 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 was like that was for proof of concept. Like, okay. Like she did the others as control groups. This was like, okay, let's put this to, let's put this to the test. Right. See if you can get a match because they they weren't able to match it with a DNA database because it was damaged. But if she can reconstruct it, then they can run it through a database. And, and she see if said it's a they can get like at least a 94% match on everything. Yeah. Um, so uh, they get the case file for the DNA sequence that, from, that it was taken from, the, the case. Yeah. And it was a, a guy got murdered. Uh, doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's murder. <laughs> um, so they're going to head back into the. By MIT. the way, we haven't mentioned, though, that uh, Frankie here is played by uh, oh. Ali Machalka, who yeah. I recognized from easy a she's she's uh emma stone's friend mm -hmm. uh, in that and, movie and i guess recently she's a big part of the i zombie right yeah i haven't uh, seen any of that show yeah, but she's either. on that zombies are so hot right now uh Sex dead yeah. people <laughs> don't age right <laughs> you ever see uh what is it called warm bodies uh i did not see that it's actually pretty good uh, it's in uh rob cordry isn't it yeah yeah i think so i like him yeah he's funny uh so uh, 
they're going to break into the labs at MIT and try to see if they can use her method to reconstruct the DNA because she never right. got a chance to. And because, her lab has been incinerated. Yeah, exactly. Uh, by her. By her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't mention that. Um, she said she found the device and figured that it would be better to play dead than to get killed. So she used the device to start a fire in her lab. Yeah, and then she accelerated it with to make it even burn even hotter. Yeah. Uh, so, again, she knew someone had broken into her place. She has cameras. She didn't call the police. She didn't call the police. She didn't check the footage. She set her own stuff on fire mm-hmm. to collect on the insurance. Yep. She faked her own death to collect on the insurance. Yeah. This she is... was planning on conducting the rest of her science there, underground. There are large, larger crimes here. Yeah. Uh, what good are you going to be solving cold cases if you faked your own death? Yeah. What was your next step in this plan? There was no next step. That's why she's living. Next, I was going to destroy my car. And then cash in on the insurance also. Yep. On the car. How long can I live off insurance? Uh, Forever, right? Look, I can make other things. Look at this broom lamp I made. (laughs) I took a broom, I leaned it in the corner of the room, and I draped three light bulbs over it. But they're at different heights, so it gives you like a visual aesthetic. (laughs) Okay, crate and barrel. (laughs) Great job. So it represents the three states of matter. There are four states of matter. <laughs> well, I've been uh, down here a while. The broom is the fourth state. <laughs> God, it's brilliant. <laughs> wow. I think of it. Uh, so Jack doesn't want to deal with all the science mumbo jumbo. Right. Like he, <laughs> he complains about ah whatever boring CSI mumbo jumbo. Yeah, that was that was good. Oh, it's also a good line. Because if you don't know, this actor happened to appear on a couple episodes of yeah, the original or CSI. Or uh, 600. Six, so many episodes. But there were some good ones. Yeah. I, I'll admit, I watched... No, I, I liked CSI. I had it on a lot. Uh, mostly as background, but I found myself watching it more. Yeah. And I actually start recognizing like people in episodes. It's like, oh my gosh, is that Haley Joel Osment? Like, or not, not, oh, that's funny. Not, it wasn't Haley Joel, though. It was, uh, I think it was one of the Fannings. Oh, okay. It may have been Dakota Fanning. Yeah. Um... But then, like, Quentin Tarantino was writing, and it's like, oh, wow, what, what is going on with this show? Yeah, we brought that episode up before the Tarantino one. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause was that the one? I think that's the one where he's buried. Buried alive one. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's a great episode. It was a good episode. Uh, so Jack gets a call from Bozer, and Bozer wants some uh, Riley advice. And uh, Jack kind of lays into him about not reading the signs and manning up and knowing when it's over and moving on. Uh, but they get interrupted because uh, a bunch of black SUVs pull up. Right. And so Jack's all, we got to go. Um, and uh, so he goes back into the lab. He's like, there's guys with guns. <laughs> Frankie's all, guns? Like, yeah, you know, the things that kill me, kill you. They shoot them? They shoot they kill you. Uh, so uh, they start kind of like hiding around the lab. So even though like like 10 guys got out of these SUVs, there's only two of them in the hallway at this point. Yeah. Uh, More will show up though. Yeah. And they're, uh, they're clearing all the other floors. They sent two people to each floor. Mm-hmm. That's my theory. And, and these guys decide just to follow each other. Yeah. It's like a buddy system, which actually makes sense. Yeah. You don't want to uh, split up. That's uh, a horror movie trope. It doesn't work out. Yeah. So, But it worked when the Ghostbusters did it. They found Slimer much faster that way. That's true. That's true. Uh, what the hell With their spectrometers. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I thought you were someone else. <laughs> we should split yeah, we up. Better split up. Yeah, we could do more damage that way. <laughs> That's all leading up to. <laughs> uh, 
MacGyver's plan is to cut open an extension cord and plug it in and just electrocute people. Yeah. Just throw, just I liked your suggestion, though, that they were just going to, okay, let's get into these Sub-Zero fridges <laughs> and we'll freeze ourselves until later when we can get thought out and solve this mystery. <laughs> yeah. Because now we can solve any cold case. Right. Because um, we've been there. Although it would have been like even crazier, like they come out like thirty thousand years Planet of the Apes style, but they yeah. they look at hers and hers head cracked, and so it's yeah. just like the skeleton. Oh, wasn't she in? Am I wrong, or was she in uh, Year Zero? Uh, I think I still got her picked up here. Wasn't she the love interest for one of the guys in Year Zero? Um, Year Zero didn't come up. No. When I did a, a just maybe I'm confusing her with a different actress. Is that what that movie was called? The Caveman movie? Yeah, yeah. Oh, with, with Michael Sarah and, and Jack Jonah Black. Hill. Or jo- no, I think it was... What's it, Jack Black? No, maybe it no. was Jack Black. I think it was oh, Jack Black. Oh, yeah, Jonah Hill's in uh, in uh, Superbad with him. I thought it was Jack Black. No, that's not it. No, it was Year One. That's what year it was. Year One, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. Now, who's the girl that I'm confusing? Way. She was like Oog or something like that. Oog? Yeah, they Gino had Temple? caveman names. Oh yeah, yeah, that's Ema? who it is. I was I was confusing uh, Juno Temple for her because they they kind of look similar. Yeah, I love uh, I love Data Cross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the only parts that I laugh. Uh, okay, so back to MacGyver. Uh, so they electrocute these guys. One after the other, in what you you described as a uh, uh, Mickey Iron Rourke Man in uh, Iron Man Two. I can't remember what his char- what's his character's I don't name. Know. I anyway. think they called him uh, Laser Hands. Laser Hands Johnson. <laughs> Laser, Laser Hands Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's the one who wanders out into the middle of the Italian street race with yeah. two laser chains and just starts slicing cars up. Yeah. Um, but they do the same thing, but with refrigerator cords. I don't mm-hmm. think this would work this way. But they're just whipping him around, basically tasing these dudes. Yeah. And they're all, don't tase me, bro. And he's like, too late. Yeah, I've done it. Yeah. So um, the next step of the plan is to build a all-new lab. Why aren't they we going... We just had a beautiful brand new lab right here. Yeah. Why do we have to make a new lab again? Because they can't go back to the MIT labs. Because people will That's be looking all the, for them. They left all those corpses. <laughs> That's they left all the electrified corpses. <laughs> They, they look like the the body that the Joker does in uh, Batman. Yeah, <laughs> just in the chair. It's... Yeah, uh, I don't understand why they're not going to the Phoenix Foundation that has equipment that they could use. There's no lab at the Phoenix Foundation. There's lots of labs. They might be so intruding on the B plot of Bozer and Riley's. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, you know where they would have like security from people who are trying to kill them. Yeah, but you know that's not happening. So. Uh, while they're constructing the lab, Jack is the one who's getting all the equipment, and right. like is of course is confused by the things that they need. Yeah, they sent him shopping for some reason instead of doing it themselves. Yeah. And this is where we get the uh, was it uh, Chumbawamba? Like, yeah, get knocked down. That was what weird. I forgot that even happened until. Yeah, and then there why was, was that playing? Uh, I because it was like a Did college. Did this scene take it's a place college? in like 1987? Yeah, oh, well, I think that's a '90s song, but still, I get what you're saying. I said '97. You said '97. Yeah. Oh, I heard 87. I wish that song existed in 87. <laughs> that would give me a whole nother decade to familiarize myself. 
was, was it really just supposed to be like, oh, college kids listen to this? Yeah. I listened to that in college, so they must still be listening to that in college. Yeah, exactly. That's the song. <laughs> or they assume because these kids are at MIT that they're like a decade behind in music. Yeah. Or two decades. <laughs> or, or maybe it's because it's Jack, and he thinks that's what college students would listen yeah. to, so that's his theme song. Oh, was it coming from him? No, but it would be funny There's if like, this, like that's just what plays in his brain when yeah. he walks around. <laughs> I get knocked down too. <laughs> I get it. The song's my life. <laughs> anyway, he shows back up with a couple of bags from Ralph's, and he didn't yeah. get them everything they needed. So uh, MacGyver and Frankie have a talk about why he left MIT and joined the DXS because he wanted to. Put his knowledge to good use. Yeah, instead of doing what she's doing. Yeah, like solving, solving murder. murders. Yeah, he, he wanted to electrocute it's people like, with electric cords. I realized that what I was doing here at MIT was just a huge waste of my time. No offense. Yeah. But uh, I could be of much more use to the world mm-hmm. if I left the campus and the learning environment. Right. Before I graduated. Being very condescending to her. Uh, also, I, I miss using the word electrocute. I apologize. Um, it's just a habit. I, I actually don't think you're wrong. You think they, they were killed? Well, by, by... The, in two ways. One, they were definitely killed. Okay. So they were electrocuted. Um, the word electrocute is a portmanteau of electricity and execute. Yeah. Um, however, technically speaking, it's correct either way, whether or not it's electrified to death. Okay. Electrocute still works. All right. Well, then I feel better. I don't know if that's because the definition has been updated the same way that like literally now means... Also, figuratively. Yeah. The word literally now means the opposite of literally. <laughs> Perfect. I love the English language. Yeah, it's very fluid. It's like the Constitution. <laughs> it's a living document. <laughs> That's why we keep it suppressed in yeah. argon gas. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to, we've been trying to kill it for 200 years. Uh is the only thing that can stop it. The only gas strong enough to kill the Constitution. We need to apply it for a couple centuries. I don't think it's been in our gas the whole time. It's probably oh, in a oh. desk for a while. <laughs> Just nailed to the wall. Yeah. It's got that blue tag stuff on the back. Yeah. <laughs> Jefferson, did you have this stuff in your dorm room? What is this? It's like scotch tape on it. That and, like, the map to the buried treasure yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. whatever else is on the back of the Constitution. Uh, so now that they have their makeshift lab, they're able to get an entire DNA sequence. But it's not in any database. Right. So uh, the killer is not a known criminal. Right. But then Frankie comes up with a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. You can use DNA... To conjure up an exact image of a person. Exactly. No matter who they are or what it only age takes they are. However long they've been alive, you have to clone the person. Yep. Wait for it to reach a certain age and then murder it. Yep. Because you can't have two. <laughs> referring to the clone as it, I think that's going to be offensive in the future. No, I mean that's when fine. people are listening to this podcast in thousands you... of years, they're like, "Wow, he call- he just called a clone of a human an it." Listen. We're gendered. <laughs> Listen, when you when you make a clone, for forensic purposes, right? You can't name it, yeah. Because then you get attached to That's it. That's true. Yeah. This is purely for scientific research, right. not a. Well, it's the same thing. reason you don't name lab rats. Yeah. Yes, clones. I just compared you to lab rats. <laughs> now. 
now. It's a double whammy. Yeah. Anyway, so they wait uh, 48 years. No, he's definitely he's no, probably like he's, 60. He's in his 60s, yeah. Anyway, but instead of having a computer render the DNA into an image, they have they, Bozer, they give it to Bozer sculpt. However, and I don't many... know if they're just describing to him like verbally what it yeah. should look like, and then he. Like, wouldn't they have figured out before he did that it looks exactly like someone they know? Yeah, or wouldn't they have been watching the process, or how long did it take him? And what was he basing the data off of? Like, Yeah, what like, did they give him? They were like, uh, the, the chin should be sticking out this far. Yeah. No, like, further. Further? No, further. Right. Okay. There you go, perfect. That looks like the information I don't have. Yeah. Uh, so he constructs the face, and it looks like... Uh, Mr. Sang, who's yeah. the character played by uh, Francois Chow. Uh, we, he was Who only mentioned... famous for playing Shredder. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> no. What uh, is Shredder's name? Orokusaki. Orokusaki. Uh, yeah, Splinter Samata Yoshi. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, but, so they have his face right. and a bunch of DNA mumbo-jumbo. That's not going to hold up. Yeah. We we need to get a blood sample to compare, because if we had a fresh blood sample, we could give it get a match. Right, but uh, they already have a match. Well, well, they have a match, but they don't have a match. They don't know who the DNA belongs to. Even though, if you have evidence and you suspect, yeah, you can get a warrant for his DNA. Yeah, you take a swab from the mouth, and because uh, they're they're in the same situation now that they are going to be in an hour, where it's mm-hmm. like. Well, we have some DNA, but we can't prove that it's his. But later on, we'll have some more DNA, and we still can't prove that it's his. Yeah. Unless they take more DNA samples from him. Like, yeah. the police are still going to have to get his blood no matter what. Yeah. If you start accusing him of a crime and he denies it, part of the process of proving your innocence would be to say, yes, my blood does not match this blood. Yes. Uh, but instead, they decide to have Jack punch him in the face with, like, a wolf ring? I don't know. It's a crazy ring. It's like it's like it's like. But it looks like it's specifically for drawing blood from people. Yeah, it, it, you almost half expect it to have like one of those like little spouts at the end, so he punches it in this thing and just like oozes out the other end. Yeah. Like a like a, what do they call those things? Uh, is, is it an auger? There's, Who knows? There's, there's there's a name for the thing that you shove into a a, a maple tree. That's probably going to be the episode, the name of the first yeah. episode next season. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening and you know the name of the thing that you shove into a maple tree to get the sap out. That just like it's like a valve. I call it a goddamn straw. <laughs> <laughs> I just drink out of the tree like it's a Tropicana orange. I saw the commercials. Uh, That's how Pixar it works. did this. Um, did you know a lot? What? Pixar did the Tropicana commercials. No, they didn't. The original. Ones. I don't believe you. Did you know Pixar is named after a fictional galaxy from the movie <laughs> Flight of the, the Navigator? Navigator? <laughs> I think I decided. Yeah, we we decided that even though it was already called that. Yeah. When it was on part of George Lucas's thing. Yeah. Anyway. It was around the same time. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyway, where were we? So they're drinking all this sap out of a tree. <laughs> drinking sap. That wouldn't taste very good. Um, I hate uh real maple syrup, by the way. Do you? There's a little no fact. But I, I mean, honestly don't know if I've ever had real maple real, syrup. Real, like, official, authentic maple syrup from the tree. Everyone says, oh, it's so sweet and delicious. Like, no, it's gross. Yeah. It's bitter. I like the cheap, artificial stuff. Yeah. My dad makes his own maple syrup, 
This is the ingredients. Sugar, water. And a spoon. And a couple of drops of maple extract. Yeah. And you boil it, and you got yourself some syrup. That sounds yummy. It's delicious. Because <laughs> uh, it's just hot sugar. Yeah. Um, you make it in a bathtub. Still only a few drops of maple extract. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then it's 50-50 sugar water. Yep. you got to break that 50-50, otherwise the sugar yeah. won't dissolve. Uh, Skin's hanging off your bones. <laughs> so, um, Sang is immediately arrested because they presented a trial and an argument that... Oh, yeah, look, there was a, they found a jury in this crowd. Yeah, because... Uh, I don't understand why Jack is immediately let off the hook for assaulting a person in mm-hmm. public. He would still be going to jail for that if the guy decided to press charges, which I would if I was going to jail. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're, I'm going to go to jail? Okay, well, then also, you're going to jail too. can you please prove for us that that's his blood on your ring and not blood that was already on your ring? Yeah. Well, no, I can't. I can't prove that. Because mm-hmm. I didn't pull a police officer aside before I punched him and say, see how there's no blood on this ring? And then punch him in the face? Yeah. So you're going to need to take another blood sample from the guy anyway to prove that this is his right, blood. Right. Luckily, he's bleeding from the face. Yeah. Because you you punched him with a wolf. Just get one of those (laughs) Tropicana straws and just stick it right up to his face. (laughs) Suck it right up. Put a bucket under there. (laughs) Boil it for a while. Put some syrup in there. It's going to be delicious. Delicious. (laughs) What? Is that from C-Lab? Yeah, always. Whenever I say delicious, I'm always quoting C-Lab. Did you hear about... uh, Did you hear about the movie that Netflix just... No. Greenlit. So the guy that created C-Lab and, and uh, Frisky Dingo and Archer mm-hmm. is doing a movie called America, the feature film for Netflix, animated movie, rated R. Okay. And it's Phil Lord and Chris Miller on it and all these other people. And it's like Channing Tatum playing George Washington. Nice. It sounds like it's going to be awesome. Awesome. So God, I love Netflix. Keep your eyes peeled for that. The, That's a fresh scoop, by the way. Yeah. I think that came out today. Their their original content is fantastic. Their the rest of their lineup on that they have in there is pretty subpar. Which stuff? Oh, you just mean stuff that they just get distribution rights for? Yeah. 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 I can't I can't sort through all that crap. I, yeah, I, there's I, too much of it. I, and I there's put, the the most frustrating part is that there's no way to hide something if you're not yeah, interested in it. Yeah, because I I put on like oh new arrivals sort by highest rated. It's like this is all the highest rated stuff? Yeah. What is this? But the ratings are based on what they think you would rate it, not what the average ratings are for oh, okay. the show. So that's why... That's why Amy Schumer's not there up at the top? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it doesn't uh, It doesn't make a lot of sense, their system. But they haven't changed it in forever. Yeah, I guess. All that matters is that I keep getting access to their cool new stuff because, you know, Master of None and Love and all mm-hmm. those shows are awesome. I haven't watched Love, but it looks good. It's good. The what? characters are very frustrating, but it's well written. It's just the characters are written to be unlikable, like mm. a Walter Sobchak type of thing. Okay. Kind of like, okay. Yeah. Can't wait for American Gods. That'll be cool. Is that yeah. a Netflix show? It's a Stars, oh, but okay. I can't wait for it. Well, <laughs> I'm very excited. I'm going to have to, because Stars ain't on my radar. That's uh, okay. Just, you know, Not since they canceled my favorite TV series, Crash, based on the feature film <laughs> Crash. <sighs> bad memories of that movie huh yeah um so anyway this episode ends uh sang is arrested Tune in next week uh bozer and riley establish that they are just friends right um and now she's gonna help him with his game yeah which is what you should do you know yeah at least hook a brother up yeah that's what you're saying mm-hmm. uh so uh 
Yep, that's it. Uh, MacGyver. Isn't MacGyver supposed to be his wingman? He's, uh, I think that ship has sailed. He's still mad at him for, Riley for, hiding, have any for hiding that secret. MacGyver's like overflowing with women. <laughs> and Riley's just like a In fact, there, there's an episode called MacGyver's Women. Yeah. <laughs> it's about all the adult women and children women that are obsessed <laughs> with him. Children women. <laughs> that's what they're called, right? Children women? Yep. That's, that's how it is. I forget the scientific term. <laughs> Young wives. <laughs> that's it. Oh, we are being very offensive this episode. What's well, next week's episode called? Um, well, first, are we totally done talking about this one? I think I am. Uh, yeah, we're done. It's it was a funny episode. It's a good episode. I know we went off on a lot of tangents, but the end, the episode just ends. Yeah, it's it just kind ends of abrupt. Up, like, there's no like, wait, why did you kill that other guy? And oh, why we were do you? get we do get kind of a a closure for the the Frankie character, which is like she says, "Hey, you should come back." to school mm-hmm. and and work with me on this project and he's like yeah i know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna do that but you're right i should anyway well, see ya why did why did, why did saying kill the guy yeah that got killed why did he do it himself when he's obviously got cronies yeah why was it necessary why did he volunteer to give a eulogy at the funeral of the woman that he killed yeah like why why draw any more attention to yourself? Yeah, this is it's I guess because maybe hiding in plain sight. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Uh, when you work for the Hanzo Foundation, uh, things get a little muddled from I your mind. I thought you worked for TGRI. Nope, the Hanzo Foundation. No? I don't think Shredder even worked for TGRI. <laughs> <laughs> did he? No. Baxter did, right? Uh, I think Baxter Stockman may have worked. Yeah. It depends on the lore. They, they keep changing things around. That's true. At least they're not aliens. Yep. Oh, God, thank you. I would love to read that draft. I wouldn't. I would. <laughs> I think it'd be great. Um, but I think that's about it for Compass, mm-hmm. which, by the way, he does use a Compass, but not on a Victorinox. Yeah, uh, Yeah. You, you're the one who caught it, too. And it wasn't like a Compass like to tell direction. It was a Compass to draw a circle, and he makes one out of a rubber band and two mm-hmm. pencils, which my wife pointed out. Rubber band, maybe not the ideal yeah. uh, thing for drawing a circle because of its elasticity. <laughs> maybe maybe use a loop of string or something. Yeah, that's what you, or you're supposed to do. But um, but yeah, so he doesn't use a compass compass. He uses a compass compass. It's a very angry photo of him for a hole punch. Yeah, that's uh, next punch? week. Uh, I think that's about it for compass. If you have any thoughts on this episode, mm-hmm. you can find us on Twitter at Opening Gambit. Oh my or God! Facebook.com. Oh my God! Uh, I'm slash re- Phoenix Foundation Podcast. Stop! I'm not there yet. No. Um. Uh. Where was I? Uh. Twitter at, at Opening Gambit. Facebook.com slash Phoenix Foundation Podcast. Or our website PhoenixFoundationPodcast.com. And if you're doing the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Tune in next week. We're gonna be talking about Hole Puncher. Oh my God! Everybody, everyone, <laughs> you just shut up. Read this enough. <laughs> shut up. You shut up. <laughs> Hole puncher. The team intercepts a message for Murdoch from a terror group, so Mac poses as Murdoch to protect the intended target. This is the book, the Paradise Lost. He he asked for the book, the specific edition. Now, do you know why he looks so angry there? Because he's pretending to be Murdoch. But but remember when I said, I was I said why the only reason you would ask for such a specific copy of a specific book. Yeah. Is if you were expecting a code. But I still think he should have been asking for like, you know, the 
the Chamber of Secrets, not a four thousand dollar book. No, because because Chamber of Secrets is how many different editions? Get the first are... one, specify no, an no, edition. No, 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 no. This is this is classy. I want the illustrated it's edition. Classy, and this is. If you guys, writers, if you don't hear me, if you haven't written that into the episode... They're obviously listening to our show. Yeah, right now. And this episode that's already been shot, <laughs> it better have come from this book. I'm sure it did. It I better. I put that in there for no reason. Because that was, it's a long time for a payoff. So that's our penultimate episode for the season. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we finish it off with Cigar Cutter, which mm-hmm. maybe this is a two-parter. I think it's a because, two-parter. Because... Uh, and actually, the the synopsis we have for Cigar Cutter, I guess we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but screw it. It's it's here on IMDb. Murdoch, Murdoch, Murdoch. Sorry, Murdoch <laughs> enacts his plan to kill every agent in the Phoenix Complex. So that's our Phoenix Under Siege episode. Mm. <laughs> Man, Murdoch always up to his schemes. That's Cigar Cutter. Yeah. There's another episode listed after that. What's that? That's uh, oh, okay. I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah. It's same, same it's date. Same shoot date or shoot day. <laughs> same, uh, same air date. Air date. Um, but yeah. Um, so tune in next week for hole puncher. Mm-hmm. You better use a hole puncher in there. I guess you could just punch a hole on something. Yeah, you, you, like in anger. Mm-hmm. That works too. Thank you for listening. Thanks. Oh, you know what he could do? He could, uh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Bob this? <laughs> we're still going to, we're, we're still rolling. Um, maybe, uh, part of the message is that he has to, like, punch out certain oh, letters from a page with a hole yes. puncher. Uh, yes. Yeah? Yes, All that's right. it. Thank you for listening. <laughs>